Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking, located in the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Byron Earnhardt. I am the program director here at Barrett, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to our corner of the banking world and hope that we can make your bank, your staff, and maybe even your day a better one. Okay, we, as you can tell, we're starting a little something different with the podcast today. We are trying out video alongside the uh, doing the audio uh, standard podcast thing, just trying some different things out. And we have a returning guest, familiar face, familiar voice uh, to the Barrett world, uh, my boss and executive director of Barrett School of Banking, Chris Kelly. Chris, hey, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, I wish we could actually be doing this in the same room and not, uh, you know, 40 miles apart, but uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, we, uh, I think we've been burning Zoom. We're probably responsible for most of Zoom stock performance in the, the last few weeks. If we'd only known uh, how to invest our money about two months ago, that'd have been uh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> exactly. We wouldn't be stuck here. We'd be, you know, at a secluded beach, socially distant from everybody else. Uh, there's that. There there's is that. that. Yeah. What, um, so I wanted to we do this podcast. We've been doing a lot of content relative to COVID and all this lately, but we've got, I know, a ton going on. Um, we've had some big announcements come out the last day or so. So I wanted to bring you on and let's just kind of have a conversation, uh, to tell people that listen to us, watch us, follow us on social media, put all the stuff that we got going on in one place. So what, I guess the big, the big news was the grad school. What's, uh, what happened there? Well, yeah, and and as it, as was to be expected, um, you know, we we did have to cancel the banking school, uh, which you know most most big events around the country uh, where you have a large number of people gathering uh, have been uh, have been canceled, and so um, uh, March the twenty fifth, we had a uh, an executive committee meeting conference call and discussed options, and really the only option was to go ahead and cancel because the unknowns of when when we could possibly gather again, uh, when we could uh, have the grad school and have, you know, 275 people in one place, just we did not know. Uh, and the, you know, the, the discussion went back and forth. Do we try to do something, um, you know, that, that's that's recorded or webinar, Zoom, you know, whatever. And the board and, and you know, you and I agree that the real benefit of the banking school is that uh, is that peer-to-peer conversation? It's right. a small groups uh, getting together. It's having an opportunity to really talk to the instructor at breaks, have a, have a meal with uh, with the instructors, and then especially when you get into your case study groups or uh, the bank sim in year three, where you're spending a whole week with a group of people, uh, and it just would be uh, too difficult, especially to turn it around within about 45 days uh, to do it that way. So uh, the board made tough decision, but the prudent decision to go ahead and cancel the banking school. But what was, uh, you know, what was pretty amazing uh, that came out of that, uh, that executive committee meeting is a few of the board members, even though, uh, I mean, yes, we're going to lose a a lot of revenue, not having the 275 people here on campus. Luckily we do, um, we have an endowment. Uh, Luckily, uh, Paul Barrett, a banker in the, in the region, 
of when he passed, uh, the executor of the estate left us uh, a good bit of money. And that allows right. us to do a lot of things we do, allows us to do a lot of things that we do at a lower price than maybe uh, what other programs can do. So the board said, well, look, okay, we're going to take a hit, yes, um, but we have the endowment. Why don't we do the right thing? Why don't we come up with some curriculum that, uh, that can help banks through this time uh, of crisis? And so just there on the, on the phone call, we started talking about uh, what that would look like and you know, came up with uh, kind of a theme of crisis leadership. And, uh, and then just in our minds trying to figure out exactly what that would look like. Um, being able to offer it initially uh, free to the participants from the May program. So the 275 folks that were enrolled that were going to be first year, second year, third year, that they could run through that. But then the board, I was like, well, okay, once we get through that, uh, what about our alums? What about those uh, people that are friendly to Barrett that support us in many ways? Uh, can, we, uh, can we figure out a way to offer it to, to them as well uh, at no cost? And so, um, so those are the discussions that we talked about, being able to use what we currently have, um, our Barrett roundtables or alumni roundtables. So if you are an alum uh, or your bank has an alum and you have not signed up for the alumni roundtables, find it on our website or get a hold of me or Byron uh, and we'll show you how to get, uh, uh, get included. It is a $95 a year per, uh, per year subscription. And that uh, gives you about 12 free webinars a year, uh, great content from subject matter experts. Plus, you'll now uh, uh, be able to run most everybody in your bank through this crisis leadership program, you know, within a few months once we get it ready. But um, I mean, Byron, uh, has uh, you've been working hard on putting together uh, the, the roster of facilitators. Uh, you want to uh, kind of give a, a list there and we kind of talk about uh, kind of each one and what they're going to bring to the table? Yeah, I'm really excited about the crisis leadership program. Um, obviously, I would have loved to have had the grad school. It was 100% the right call um, because, like you said, having gone through it, we could duplicate the lecture part. I mean, we everyone's been on a Zoom meeting by this point. We could duplicate that part. But the, the main thing about grad school is – yeah, working with everybody and like you said, the case studies, there's just not a way to duplicate that at the level online. There's really good things about online learning, but with that kind of a turnaround, it wasn't possible. But um, that crisis leadership is really cool. I, um, we're moving away from the crisis management um, webinar that, that you see out there and like focusing on the difference between a manager and a leader. Yeah. Um, and so we, we brought together a really good slate of faculty for it um and really the only we, we gave them a topic and we only kind of gave them one instruction that's to say look we're talking about leadership crises are going to happen in other areas and other not necessarily biological how to set the bank up a culture that's ready for these kind of crises what to do in the middle of a crisis and then uh, how to get those takeaways out of a crisis and so for that like we brought together jim reaver um you know who's CEO of ICBA Securities to talk about some balance balance sheet strategies. Um, and, by, and, and Jim's uh, Jim's an executive committee member, former chairman of our board, uh, and has been very supportive uh, of what we're doing. And so he was one of the ones that really uh, talked about being able to offer this uh, type of programming out to those uh, banks around the country that need it. Yeah, and you know, there's so much involved, as everybody knows right now, there's so much involved with dealing with the crisis and up to it, including 
um, you know, Alco the Alco's strategy and managing the balance sheet, which, you know, in a lot of ways is just as important as anything else. Uh, we've got Jimmy Sawyer. And he, um, and he is the chief strategist. Uh, and, um, Marty Mosby from Binding Sparks is going to team up with, uh, with Jim uh, for that. So, I mean, you couldn't find two more um, known entities uh, and experienced uh, people uh, that could deliver this material. So that's exciting for, for them to yeah. not to team up. And, and uh, since, I mean, Binding Sparks and ICBA Securities are working with, you know, a couple thousand community banks uh, out there in the country right now. So I'd be very, very, uh, very lucky to have both of them jumping in on that. Yeah. And to have that kind of, have, have Jim Reber and, and um, Mr. Mosby come on and talk about balance sheet strategies during this time and how to set your bank up for, success during those times given the number of banks uh, at a percentage level look at the industry on a percentage level of how much business they do for the entire industry and exactly. you get next to nothing or nothing that's really good i'm really excited about that uh, jimmy sawyers is coming on to talk he did his podcast with us on uh his top 10 remote strategy ideas and some of the technology that's involved in bringing banks up to speed on that um I mean, if they're like, like Jim in his area, if there's one somebody in the community banking industry that can speak to, um, I guess, IT technology uh, strategies like that and how to implement them at the community bank level, it's Jimmy Sawyer's. And, that's and, he's, uh, and he's taught at our graduate school for 21 or 22 years now, uh, known entity. Uh, mm -hmm. And his firm, Sawyer's and Jacobs, works with, you know, banks across the country. And so uh, that's... Uh, the only only worry I had with Jimmy was what's he going to have the time uh, to yep. do it because so many of his banks are, are needing so much help and some of the strategies he's going to talk to us about is what he's been uh, he and his whole firm has been doing uh, over you know over the last couple of weeks and trying to help yeah. banks. It, it mean it's it's he's he's basically showing us his his playbook for yep. that he's going through right now. It's yep. like 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 Jim Reber and uh, Mosby talking about what talking about their world. This is getting that kind yep. of qualified discussion is amazing. Yep. Um, the next one I'm really excited about because we've got two new uh, faculty members to the uh, to the Barrett world. We've got Ben Pankinen from uh, Social Assurance and um, Chip Higgins from Physics um, that do a lot of work on marketing strategies, but really their main focus is messaging and branding. And if you think about it, one of the things that kind of hit me with when all this thing, all this stuff hit was what do banks tell and, and, and our listeners are living it with PPP. What do you tell your customer? What do you tell your employees? Um, I mean, it's, you don't want to come off as trying to take advantage of this, but our people, our customers still need to know something. Um, and if you follow, if you follow Ben on social media, I mean, his, his qualifications in this area are, you know, beyond, beyond amazing. And it's really, really good to have him on board. Well, and, and being able to, uh, you know, with with the community messaging, the bank messaging, um, how those are intertwined, uh, how um, the bank can help the community get through this crisis. Uh, and, and, the, and there's so many things that, that Ben uh, is bringing to the table, but really looking at that, that corporate view, bank view, how it's helping the community. And then uh, you mentioned CHIP and then really taking that then to the, the, the individual officers or bankers and how you're branding yourself right. outwardly. Uh, to those customers and to the community. So taking that, uh, hopefully there's a corporate message, but taking that corporate message that Ben is, is going to talk about down all the way down to the individual officer, the frontline person 
that right now may be talking to, to somebody through a uh, drive through window um, or, you know, uh, doing their best holding hands, uh, doing a PPP application uh, over the phone with, uh, yep. you know, with their customers, but figuring out that corporate to individual branding and messaging and how it's all interconnected to your customer base and your community is, is really excited about that. And I was thinking about it too, and I, I wish we brought it up more in the call that we had with Chris, but, you know, to so many of our customers, we are the bank. I mean, yeah. the bank is important, the, lo the name is who, who you are, the corporate stuff is all important, but to so many of the customers, they're banking with Byron, they're banking, with, Chris, banking with Joe, whoever, that's their banker. And so, yeah. yes, the corporate strategy is huge, massively important, but how that banker relates to them. I've got a banker here in, in, in my town. Uh, she's calling. She's called just, can I bring you anything? Can I do something? That's huge. That oh, yeah. is huge. And being able to talk about that and start putting some strategies together. I'm really excited to hear Chip on yep. that. Um, another one we, uh, was actually kind of carryover out of an, one of the things we were going to do with this grad school year was uh, devoting more time to emotional intelligence and especially some of the research that's been coming out of Harvard for the last several years and emotional intelligence and how it applies to leadership. And so we've got Brad Fetterman, another faculty member, going doing uh, more content on emotional intelligence and resilience. Yeah, and Brad, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've known Brad for 10 or 12 years now from when I originally met him um, when I, when I was on the board at leadership Memphis and he facilitated a lot of stuff there and, and lucky enough to bring him on board of the banking school and the things that he's helped us with uh, at, at the banking school. But, but definitely taking the deeper dive into emotional intelligence, um, especially when so many people are dealing with anxiety, uh, uh, you know, not only just what's happening at the bank, but do they have a spouse that lost a job or got furloughed from a job? Um, I know how it is uh, sitting at home. I'm, I'm waiting any minute for my, one of my kids to run in here and jump in on uh, our video uh, because either their homework, their Zoom call with their teacher just went down and they need help. And so, you know, so many of us are working remotely, still trying to, uh, to do our jobs, but then also now we're principal and teacher and nurse uh, yeah. and everything else for our kids. Um, and then there's anxiety that goes along with that because you know, they're worried, your spouse is worried, you know, other things are all encroaching on, on, on your work time. And so understanding the emotions of it, being, uh, being resilient, uh, looking at kind of the, the steps and, and things that Brad can talk about to help people um, place a framework that will help them with, with anxiety and resilience uh, is, is, is key right now, because I mean, there's just so many unknowns. And, and if you, if you step back and, and, and let your mind wander. Well, people are scared. Yeah. And, and so, you know, figuring out a way to, to help monitor your own emotions. Uh, and, and then if you're managing or leading people, how you separate that, uh, or strengthen that part of you. And then how you, uh, how you provide that leadership to your folks is, is key. So Brad, I'm really excited about what he's going to bring to us. Yeah. And, and that is such a huge, Emotional understanding that about yourself and about your team is the study. <clears throat> the studies are there. The data is there. Uh, shows that that is one of the key contributors to success from uh, leadership success mm -hmm. is understanding your own emotional intelligence and the emotional intelligence of your team, and then responding based off of that. 
And yep. we, that's why we were going to have it in the grad school was to, especially in that second year, as they're starting to uh, really learn more C-suite executive, executive strategic level operations and decisions of a bank, you go put in some emotional intelligence in there. You know, you're making the, that's the difference in a manager and a leader. Um, yep. That he or she that understands that aspect of themselves. Um, I, that that was one of them. I, the grad school was the right decision, but I, I was I, I was disappointed to see that we were going to have to wait on that because I was really excited about that on board. But I'm glad that we were able to do this in crisis leadership because I think at some level it's almost a better, it's a, a much neater fit. You know, there, there's a bigger need for it immediately to go ahead and have those emotional intelligence conversations. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. Um, we've got the sort of, I guess the capstone class or, uh, one of the other class I'm really excited about that's kind of tying it all together. We've got Trish Springfield and a, another new, uh, faculty member, uh, Lee Fryland. Uh, and, Trish, and Trish has taught at the graduate school for right. eight or nine, uh, 10 years now. Uh, uh, Trish, uh, been, Trish and I have known each other since we were in our early twenties and worked together at a, a bank here in Memphis. So. Um, you know, uh, Trish was a natural fit for this. And then through, um, through some of her relationships and places that she's taught a couple of different banking schools, uh, Lee Fryland was uh, a name that she had talked about. And so it, it, uh, it'll be neat to see what they bring to the table. Yeah. They're going into a, uh, like a building, they're sort of the culture, uh, C-suite down, um, mid-level and, and the, to the department heads, building that culture, leading your team through it, again, kind of encapsulating everything that, we, that we've talked about, um, but also, um, you know, creating that culture. And I think Trish had a really good way of putting it, of using, leveraging the trust. It was either her or Lee, I can't remember, but leveraging the trust um, that your customers have and that your employees have with you. And, you know, this is the time where trust matters and having had those, those, um, those cultural points already established pays dividends uh, down the road for your organization. And I'm, uh, I mean, that is right in Trish's wheelhouse. And from yeah. having talked to Lee uh, and, and up to our, our conversations with the rest of the faculty, it's right in her wheelhouse too. It's, it's going to be really, really good content. Really good. Well, and, and again, with, um, with the way that they'll tag team it and Trish really looking at C-suite board uh, executives and the culture that 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 uh, hopefully they are sharing uh, the right culture, uh, and then with Lee on you know the different departments, how operations are going to function, taking that culture down uh, into all of your operational areas into the front line, uh, and uh, is key because you know it needs to be top down and bottom up that everybody's on the same page. Uh, just like uh, whether it's Chip or, or Ben's messaging on on that, well the culture you know has to be uh, the same from top to bottom, and and so. It'll be uh, it'll be uh, great the way that they um, kind of put that together with everything else that we're going to be covering. Yeah, and I, I'm as a program overall, I'm really excited about you know you the, I'm really excited about the quality of the content because the faculty is amazing, but yeah. uh, but to be able to take and, and using COVID as a case study because all this has good applications for any crisis. I know what I, and I've shared with. The, the faculty, of course, you know, the area, you know, in my little county here, um, let a casino close and the price of cotton get cut in half. Uh, and this is a field day that, that that this is a field day compared to what would happen. And it would only be centralized. So it would be an economic crisis. That'd yeah. be a crisis. It'd be a shock to this yeah. little economy. And so in every every little market, every market, big or little, have 
have similar type of things that can happen that result in a crisis. So COVID is a, pardon the expression, a perfect textbook, perfect case study to implement these strategies for your bank. It's really good takeaways rather than just the, here's a, here's a playbook for getting through this crisis. This applies now and this will apply tomorrow. And that's, and I'm and to be able to bring that, those, those individuals to that conversation. I'm, I'm pumped about. Well, and that, and that, why, uh, again, the vision of, the, of the, the executive committee and the board to say, look, yeah, we're going to cancel the May session, but let's do what's right and, and come up with something that can, uh, that can help the industry. And so, again, kind of rolling it out. And if we're talking about 30 hours or so uh, of content, rolling it out to the, the participants for the May session first, figuring out a way then to, uh, to, to deliver it to uh, the alumni and their banks. And so, therefore, uh, you know, uh, making sure that that those participant banks uh, also get to take part uh, if they don't have alums yet, but they got folks in the banking school. So we're going to be rolling it out to them as well. Right. And then ultimately, uh, once we uh, once we kind of roll through the participants from the May session, um, alums, those banks that, that those folks are, are working at, um, you know, and if there are still some people out there that are uh, that are wanting uh, to take part in this, I mean, we, we may roll it out uh, for a, a small fee to uh, some of those banks that uh, are not uh, currently, uh, you know, working with Barrett, but uh, hopefully uh, that's a good way to introduce them to, to other things we're going to do. But uh, I, I look forward to, and if we have a couple thousand uh, people roll through this, uh, would be amazing. Uh, yeah. And I'm, that's what we're hoping for, and knowing that between now and like August, you know, pushing a few thousand people through this, at no cost um, is uh, it's not a bad deal, and uh, especially knowing that it can help get through this situation, but then help prep um, for the next situation that may that may happen. Like you said, whether it's a market downturn in the you know the county or town these people are in, or tornado, flood, you know, yeah. maybe um, that that may happen that could be regionalized or you know, nationalized or global. Uh, like like this one is currently so uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with uh, the way the board thought this through and allowed us to go out there and, and, and find some experts and put together some material that'll be really really great for the industry yeah um, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm excited that it's developed down those lines too that's that's going to be something I think we can we can all be really proud of at the when all this is done, we can say, hey, that was a really good, that yeah. was a good, that was the right thing. Well, why don't you talk about, let's talk about some of the other things that we've got going. Um, this is enough on mining your plate dealing with just this, but yeah. we've been doing some other stuff too, like the podcast and some of the other webinars we've got in the queue. What a, what well, a, I mean, what a, I think the biggest, you know, and the other thing in, in, in talking to the board, um, you know, since the May session was off the table, let's push as much content as we can uh, to the situation and and knowing you know uh the job that you've done with a podcast where we've had grayson tuck from garrett smith tuck and ben pankin and social assurance uh we've had brad fetterman on um uh, uh we had jimmy sawyers and joshua jacobs uh from sawyers and jacobs on so all of them in their own area of expertise talking about the certain the current crisis and some things uh that people could uh, could look at strategies and ways to uh, to improve whether it's through it whether it's through how they manage and, and lead people, uh, how, how they message. Uh, um, I know you had uh, uh, 
one on on lending and what's going to happen what's what our portfolios may look like going forward we've had jim reber on a couple times normally he's our kind of quarterly uh economic outlook economic updates uh uh, podcast but having him on every couple of weeks now to talk about uh the numbers when it comes to employment uh what's happening with ppp the things like that that are um, that are affecting some of the community banks and so we're going to have jim on uh, on a regular uh, basis uh, to talk about these things. So, so, I mean, you've done a great job pushing the content, uh, getting relevant people on. And, you know, before this happened, you know, having a, a, a podcast every few weeks uh, was, was kind of the, the plan, but it's worked out the average about three, about three, maybe four a week. We had Press Kennedy on um, yeah. uh, when, uh, when the SBA uh, was struggling so much uh, to, uh, to push out uh, the the PPP loans and the, the community banks around the country were struggling so much. So, you know, uh, Press Kennedy, former uh, the immediate past chairman of ICBA and and uh, now uh, chairman of, of Bank of Zachary and Louisiana, uh, came on and just advocating as much as he can for the industry. Um, uh, and so that's the the biggest thing there when it comes to podcasts is. is Finding relevancy and and you being able to uh, to get that on the air and turn it around quickly, uh, and knowing that uh, that we're going to have um, you know we're going to have a few a week as we go forward um, just to get that information out quickly. So it's uh, it's it's needed uh, and uh, for for bankers to hear you know the kind of the, the voices on the ground out there and what they're seeing and and the best strategies to to help. Uh, help us get through this, I think is a very important thing that we can offer. Yeah. You know, I, I was just thinking when, when we, when we got isolated, when we, when we went remote, uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me was, you know, as a lender, I remember never, you know, even when I went through Katrina or some of the other things, you know, in, in my career, you get very isolated and, yeah. you know, these, in these communities, you get very isolated. You so you're so vested in the success of the bank and the success of your customers, but paperwork, uh, uh, cash vault vault cash counts, and and all the all the security checks, security check, all that all that that has to get done. It's easy to get lost in the weeds, and you're craving information about what's out there. And um, yeah, you know, I, I I appreciate the the liberty <clears throat> that you that you let me take with that to go and just pump relevant content not junk content, relevant content to what the bankers, uh, you know, what, what I think the bankers need to hear and getting feedback from some, I, I had, I had told you, I had a uh, conversation on LinkedIn with the, uh, with, with the guy that reached out to me through, uh, cause he heard the podcast, but he does a lot of work with, uh, some, some ag lending yeah. uh, on the marketing side. Um, and so we're going to talk to talk about some of it. So, you know, Ag lenders right now, what does that look like? Well, yeah, you know, exactly. That, that's and that's a, that's something close to my heart. Um, <clears throat> so getting just at that kind of content out there has been really uh, has been really good. We've also got some really good webinars in in the in the queue that we're talking about. Um, you know, looking at doing some things on CNI, you know, CNI strategies. Yeah, uh, with some co-branded stuff, working with some associations and helping them. Uh, reach out to their constituents as well through some of the stuff we've been able to put together. Um, I, you know, I like I like us being I like the way we have uh, sort of adapted and rolled with the punches and being able to help 
uh, our constituent banks, our yeah. bankers, as well as the state associations too. Well, and I think you know the other piece of it, um, you know, whether the the podcast that we can offer, the program with crisis leadership that's coming up, the webinars and things that uh, that you just just discussed, and others that uh, we'll hopefully be adding uh, content to. But just the, the the you know what we're seeing on social media and and things we're able to share um, there. Uh, you know, whether it's on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And that's another thing that, that I've, I've, you know, I've been in awe of, uh, of community bankers, you know, over the past couple of weeks, knowing all the struggles and everything that they're going through, but still being able to go out there, service their customers, you know, bankers that were working, you know, on, you know, over the Good Friday uh, weekend uh, and over the Easter weekend, um, you know, not that we could go to church and, and, and worship together, but, right. um, but, you know, working their tail off to, to serve their customers. Um, and, and, and things that, things that I've seen from coast to coast, uh, you know, I, I know we talked about press Kennedy, uh, earlier and Mark Mary, you who's a CEO down there, but they've got an employee who <laughs> she, she's a great seamstress as well. And making masks for the, uh, you know, for the local hospitals and stuff like that. But you've got uh, people like Brad Bolton uh, and Community Community Spirit Bank, who's a grad of the banking school down in he's down in Red Bay, Alabama. He and Noah Wilcox, uh, who's the uh, CEO of Bank in Minnesota, but also the chair of ICBA this year. Who both of those are there on a phone call um, with President Trump, and also uh, on uh, Fox Business with Maria Bartiromo just pleading and telling the community bank story on how we need to get the PPP fixed so they can help small business customers um, all across America. And I think through that advocacy and other bankers, uh, Bob Fisher in New York and, uh, and Greg uh, uh, Deckard in, in Spokane, Washington, so many that we follow on Twitter uh, and Facebook and LinkedIn who are sitting there advocating as big as, as they can. And hopefully what was rolled out uh, kind of yesterday, today, the new PPP, putting aside money truly for small business and for community bankers uh, to utilize. Because of, of that squeak, it's because of all those community bankers I just mentioned and so many more out there, so many of our board members um, who are doing the right thing and being vocal and talking to their, you know, representatives uh, and saying, Look, you truly want to help us turn around. You got to give us some money and let us uh, deal with the small business customers. And so um, that's, what's been uh, so exciting. And like I said, why I'm in awe of, you know, everything changed on a dime. We've got the anxiety. We've got all those pieces that we're dealing with. And who's coming to the rescue and who's wearing the cape? It's community bankers uh, who are out there um, uh, fighting their tail off. Uh, and so it's being able to share those stories and going back to, you know, like the uh, Ben Pankin and the messaging, uh, how you share those stories. And, you know, when we, when we get through this, you know, going back and looking at everything that the people have done. I mean, heck, uh, Jill Castilla in, in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, who, because of uh, how hard uh, she was working and advocating uh, for this stuff, well, then she got Mark Cuban's ear, the owner of the uh, Dallas Mavericks, and he's, you know, one of the stars of Shark Tank. But, you know, here's a community banker in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, who's, you know, got Mark Cuban, who's got a, a really big voice, 
yeah. out there trying to understand uh, what's going on. So you just got so many bankers that are out there that are fighting, uh, you know, and the ICBA has done a, a great job of messaging with, with uh, Rebecca Romero Rainey as, um, as the, the, the head of ICBA and, and so many of the state associations uh, that are working with their banks in the, to help uh, push these things through. It's, it's been amazing to see um, how people have come through this uh, and even, uh, you know, it's one of the toughest times we've ever seen. So, you know, it's, uh, I applaud all of those, all those bankers out there that, that there has been no rest uh, for the weary. Um, so yeah. it's, uh, again, uh, any way that, that, that we can help, um, whether it's through some of um, uh, the things that we can offer, you know, it's more power, more power uh, uh, to the industry. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been really inspiring you know, the night was a good Friday, or, yeah, good Friday night, and even that Saturday night, um, yeah. seeing people, I've been hearing the stories of, uh, that some of the bankers that, that I've talked to, there are people processing SBA loan apps at like two and three in the morning on Easter yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. I mean, I love banking, and I love my customers, but that is commitment, and to be able yeah. to say that, that, that is, people are, are that in tune with their community, um, there is still good in the world, as I like to say. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's there there, the world. There's no doubt, man. And and it comes from, uh, you know, we we talk about them. You know, we, what what's the sign behind your head right now? Main Street Banking. That's the name of our podcast. And and we talk about the Main Streeters, those those community banks, those banks that are on Main Street that are sitting there helping um, small businesses, and you know, from rural America to you know some of our largest cities that have great community banks in it. Yeah. So. Um, they, you know, they're processing, what is it? 60, uh, 60, 70% of, of ag loans and 60, 70, 60, or 70% of all small business loans that are uh, done in the, uh, in the United States. I mean, it's community banks. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, any way that we can support them, uh, with the struggles that they've, that they're going through, you know, uh, we'll do it. Nothing but nothing but right. Yeah. Um, well, if, if that wasn't enough on mining your plate and Ashley's plate. Uh, we, we're kind of redoing our digital learning platform and you know, how we deliver content, what content we deliver, what it looks like, how we engage with our people. Um, do you want to, you want to talk about it? We, we probably do a whole 45 minute conversation on that one. But. Yeah. We won't go deep in the weeds, but you know, trying to, trying to make sure that uh, with this crisis leadership program and especially trying to push a couple thousand people through it over, you know, the next uh, four or five months needing a bigger platform that can handle the traffic. Um, but also looking at, you know, we, we don't know um, what the fall looks like. And, and so some of our programs that were to be live, well, now are we, are we pushing them online? Uh, and so having a platform where we can have, um, have those events, uh, those live events. And then also, like uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, being able to help uh, if it's a couple of state associations or others uh, uh, kind of push through this digital stuff. Um, maybe they don't have the staffs to, to handle it and we've got some of the bandwidth to do it. Um, being able to, to a place, you know, uh, to put, all of our podcast uh, um, archives and things like that that are easily available uh, because there's a lot that we've got that we want to save um, and make available to people. You know, uh, being able to uh, to 
have areas because we got so many facilitators and experts that are willing to help, but having uh, kind of having a spot on the website, almost like a, a, a TED talk area from our great facilitators who are willing to give snippets uh, here and there uh, that uh, depending on their subject matter uh, expertise that our uh, constituents can take part in. So kind of having a place that would hold all of that. Um, and it's been, you know, I, I will, I'll be happy when we don't have to do as many Zoom meetings and conferences and things like that. Cause I know the amount of demos and things that we've gone through over the last, uh, uh, the last four weeks or so trying to figure out the platform, trying to figure out exactly what we're doing. Uh, I don't know if we know what we're doing. I was going to say, uh, really? You're that far yeah. ahead? <laughs> I got to catch up. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, having, uh, having a place where, where it'll be uh, more user-friendly, easier for um, our people to use, easier for us to, to share uh, content and work with, uh, with others. Um, you know, don't know exactly what it'll look like. We have an idea, um, but I know you will be working very hard on that. Um, <laughs> since, we, well, since we all know you're more technical than I am. But no, you, you and Ashley um, have done a great job so far and, and will uh, continue to do so. So it's, it's exciting. Some of the things that we'll, you know, be able to, to, to roll out. And again, I, I hope that, uh, you know, in the fall or spring, we're back back to more of a normal and can still have a lot of our live programmings, our in-person programs. But, um, you know, we want to prepare uh, and make sure that we have things available for folks in the industry that need it and going to be able to deliver it however best uh, to serve them. So, you know, that's and, and that's another thing with the board said, look, if we have to spend some money, uh, and uh, then let's do that if it's going to serve a greater good. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, and I'm I really am appreciative of of the board for for, for what they for, for giving us the freedom on that because it is as y'all like to make fun of me all my wild ramblings on the wall in the office on whiteboards and butcher paper and cocktail napkins and anything else I can write. Um, it, it allowed it, all those really cool ideas that we've kind of talked about. Off, offline and all, all those things that we've kind of lumped together in Barrett world. And, and yeah. as that label, being able to actually start to put that towards uh, into, into implementation and not only yeah. just having classrooms, but supplementing our live events with some digital aspects for people that can't come, don't want to come for travel reasons, uh, being able to, you know, have live and, and, and asynchronous stuff and having better content out there and it look better and interact better. Again, we can set up Zoom meetings all day long, but if we're going to do it, let's do it and, and make it let's make it much more engaging and much more interactive than the standard, you know, standard Zoom meeting. So that's okay. um, that's about all I know how to say about it because I don't it's 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 kind of rambling around. But until when it gets narrowed down and focus in the next two two three weeks, we'll uh, I'm really excited about that because that's going to be a game changer for us as well. Yeah. So we, we, don't, that, we don't we don't know exactly what it is. But at some point, hopefully, we'll know it, and we'll be ready. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's, it's like it's like a lot of other things. I don't, I can't define it, but I'll know it when I see it. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Rubik, Rubik's cube, and right now we're bare, we're barely getting one side, uh, one side uh, solid. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get it done. We'll yeah, get it we'll done. Get but, but man, I do appreciate it. I know we've we've got a lot on our plates right now. I'm, I'm uh, 
get ready to go eat a quick sandwich and then jump on a few more calls and get these things out. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back with you. But thanks for taking the time and bringing everybody up to speed on uh, all that we've got going on. And, uh, and thank you for brushing your hair, too, uh, since we're doing a video. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm not, not shaving, but I did put on a collared shirt uh, for the first time in a little while. I, I, I've been my uniform has been a hoodie. So uh, <laughs> since we're recording this uh, and going to have a video of it, I, I guess I needed to brush my hair. So uh, yeah. anyway, uh, thank you for everything you're doing and uh, look forward to seeing what we come up with next. Yeah, me too. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it, man. You bet, man. Well, that's our episode for today. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and learned a little something. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast and drop us a five-star rating. You can follow us at Barrett Banking on Twitter or Barrett School of Banking on Facebook and LinkedIn. And we even have a new Community Banking Road Trip playlist on Spotify highlighting your favorite songs about your home state. Check that out and feel free to submit your favorite song about your state to add to the playlist. We have an ever-growing slate of classes, seminars, and webinars that are available, and not to mention our industry-recognized Graduate School of Banking every May, and we look forward to seeing you at any or all of our events. For more information, check out our website at barrett.ws. And from Memphis, the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, we'll see y'all next time on Main Street Banking.